Hey everybody, this is Tom. Happy Equinox, all! Did you know that yesterday was the fall equinox? Yes, it was, absolutely. And maybe you're not paying attention, maybe you didn't even know, but what is the fall equinox? Uh, The fall equinox is the day where day and night are equally balanced. You have equal hours of daylight and, and nighttime. And from this point on in to the end of the year, towards winter solstice, we are going to be losing daylight hours. I know. Our hemisphere is tilting away from the sun. We're going to be losing those hours. It's going to get colder. Winter is coming, just like Game of Thrones, right? And uh, we're we're just going to have to batten down for winter. The end of garden season is in sight. You can see it. You can feel it in the air. You can see it in the trees. The leaves are starting to change up north in northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, northern states. You're already starting to see the leaves change. It's it's my favorite time of year as as it reminds me of football. It reminds me of being outside and getting things done and going fishing and hanging out and having bonfires. Really cool time of year, especially as we're dealing with harvest and getting ready for a long winter. So we had a we had a great weekend last weekend here at Small Scale Life. Julie and I celebrated the fall equinox in style. Uh, in this episode, I'll talk about what we did and we'll talk about what we did to celebrate the fall equinox and to talk about the harvest, talk about what we did to preserve the harvest, and of course, talk about honoring our closest ancestors, our parents. We had a really great ceremony, a really powerful ceremony uh, that really was pretty amazing, and um, I'm going to be happy to tell you about it. So stay tuned. Let's get right into it here on the Small Scale Life Podcast. What if you could have a life that you don't need a vacation from? Julie and I are here to inspire you to take control of your finances, become debt-free, and discover peace and contentment through simple living and gardening. Learn to thrive and not simply survive. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Are you ready to build your small scale life? Like I said, last weekend was just a really great weekend. There was so much going on that I can't believe we got it all done. It was just one of those weekends where you had a lot on the schedule, but it was really fun stuff, really cool stuff. And um, you just had to hit one thing and move to the next and hit one thing and move to the next. But it was there was a lot of downtime, too. So let's talk about what happened last weekend. So what's coming up in in a podcast in the really near future... Danny and David were down in Dallas, Texas. Danny is my oldest son. He's the runner. He's the ultra marathoner. And they ran the incredible Tough Mudder race. This was a race that started at 8 o'clock at night, went all night long. If you don't know what the Tough Mudder is, this is a race where not only are you running like crazy, but you are also going through obstacles. Yes, you're getting electrocuted. You're going up a wall. You're going underwater. You're going on planks. I mean, this is this is amazing stuff. And Danny and David did a great job. They really tested themselves. And I can't wait to interview those two. Um, David and Dan, they both want to be on the podcast to talk about it. That's coming up probably next week. So get ready for that. I was posting today on Small Scale Life, Facebook, and Instagram. You know, if you want to do something, if you really want to set goals, I mean, this is going to be a great story because they set this goal. They had goals they want to achieve for times and distance, and they did the work, and they executed, and it's just amazing. It's kind of like, you know, 
we can do great things if we set our minds to it. So how are we going to accomplish those big goals? And this is going to be a great conversation. Can't wait to have it with those two guys. You can really take training and working hard for a race or a marathon or an ultra marathon and you can transfer that into your normal life. I mean, you know, we're not meant to just sit in a cube and and spin on the hamster wheel over and over and over again. We're meant to do other things. So can't wait to bring that podcast to you because I think you'll be inspired. I think you'll get really excited about your own life and what are you doing and changing. I think this is going to be great. So that's what all, we're all the kids, what we call the kids, man, they're young adults. What the, that's what all the young adults were doing. They were down there and totally focused on this race. Julie and I, we had a great time on Friday. We had a fire. It was great to catch up. You know, it was our little bit of downtime there. Uh, if you were paying attention to Small Scale Life, I did uh, post up the interview, the Small Scale Gardening interview I did with Drew Demler on the Small Scale Life page. We'll be doing some more work there. Uh, probably have another conversation with Drew because it was such a fun podcast to do. And uh, he's been doing some things down there since that podcast that are really innovative and uh, really pushing pushing the envelope there. So I'm not going to be catching up with him. It was a great time on Friday. We, Julie and I, we did some exploring in western Wisconsin. We went over to River Falls, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful downtown. We got to walk around the downtown. Uh, there's a river that rolls right through town. It's the Kinnikinick River. Uh, there's some rapids. It's great for kayaking and canoeing. It's a, it's a graded trout stream. So it was really cool to just check things out over there. Rolling terrain, beautiful. St. Croix River is just not too far away. And um, it's right where, actually, you're getting very close to where the St. Croix connects in with the Mississippi River, just a little south in Prescott, Wisconsin. So it's, it's right there in western Wisconsin, south of Hudson, Wisconsin. And it was neat just to, just to go there and check things out and uh, talk to the locals and see what, what it's all about to live there. There's a lot of farms. There's some subdivisions tucked into the hills. It's just a little different than what we've seen in other places in western Wisconsin. But it was really fun to go and just hang out for a few hours and uh, just get a feel for the area over there. So really good time with Jules doing that. Uh, at the same time, when we weren't exploring, we weren't at the fire, I was doing canning stuff. Yes, sir, indeed. Canning up the harvest, or preserving the harvest, really. I had last weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend before, I'd harvested off the potatoes. And I started with five pounds of seed potatoes uh, this uh, in June. And planted them in wicking bed number one. And they took off like crazy. They loved the wicking beds. And I, I couldn't believe it because those potatoes grew. And the, they were taller than the beans or the peas that I had planted. I mean, they were massive uh, potato plants. So I was pretty excited to see what was going to happen. I dug those up last weekend. Um, went and I weighed everything out and just to see how many pounds of potatoes I had. And I actually ended up with 17 pounds of potatoes. So pretty cool. Great harvest there. Uh, got those preserved. I put those in uh, paper bags and uh, those are in my basement in a nice cool space. Um, just curing up and and uh, you know we'll eat them as as we go here but it was really cool to grow potatoes i learned a few things i think that um, i learned that slugs really like them which is uh which is sad you know they like eating the greens uh but i've learned a few things about that i'm going to try a couple new things next year and uh one of those is growing potatoes in grow bags i think that'll be really an interesting experiment and uh, that probably means <clears throat> building a different uh, bed for just for those 
wink nudge. But uh, it was a great it was a great experiment. Really learned a lot. The other thing I learned uh, from growing those potatoes in Wicking Bed One, as I was digging everything up, oh my gosh, the soil is fantastic. I've got some really good worms in there, night crawlers. Every time I dug around in there, I was finding worms or night crawlers. It was amazing. And these night crawlers are huge. So I'm really excited by, by the vitality of that soil. The, um, you know, there's no, I have not added any fertilizer or soil amendments because I've done videos on coffee, adding, you know, making a tea out of coffee, use coffee grounds and adding that to that or Epsom salts or, you know, stuff like that. I haven't done anything to those beds, nothing, zero, zilch, none. I haven't added any fertilizers. I haven't added any um, worm castings. I haven't done anything. I have just dropped the worms in as I was digging up the soil, reusing the soil, um, from the garden beds from last year. I just put the soil back in. There were worms in there. I found a few night crawlers when I was out and about when it was raining uh, at different times this year. I put them in there and it's just gone from there. So I'm pretty excited about potatoes. Uh, like I said, we'll be trying a couple new things next year, but uh, that's that's the way I go. I like to experiment. I like to see how see what works and what doesn't. So really excited about that. Same time last night, On the Equinox, I harvested seven pounds of cukes and tomatoes out of bed number two. And just looking around, there is a lot more growing. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's been a great experiment. I think next year, if I, uh, by moving the potatoes to a different bed, that'll really free up uh, beds one and two to do some really cool things in there and grow even more stuff. So uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to do that as well. So what to do? I had... Uh, I'll be using those tomatoes to create salsa. And the other thing is I've been making pickles, pickles, pickles like crazy. Now these cukes, the cukes I picked last night, they're not going to go into any uh, pickles. um, I won't use those for pickles uh, this season. We'll eat those up. But I had gone to the farmer's market, bought a ton of, of cucumbers, processed those all last week. Uh, also p- processed a ton of peppers. Oh my gosh, the peppers have been going crazy in the self-watering basin and just the self-watering planter. It's just been great. So I had to do something with them or it was all going to rot. So I made tons of pickles and I'm also pickled peppers. Oh, wow. Made pickles and pickled peppers. Say that 10 times fast, right? So uh, on the pickle front, I've got dill pickles that I went with the water bath canning. So those are all made. I am fermenting dill pickles. So I have some um, half-gallon jars. I made my own with an airlock that you'd use for homemade wine. I'm I'm fermenting those in those mason jars, those big mason jars. So uh, it's been kind of cool. I've been watching them. They've been on my counter. I'm watching... uh, them let off some some bubbles so it is fermenting it's working it's pretty cool i've got one half gallon jar that i'm making sun pickles out of those so that's uh fermenting outside in the sun and it's pretty cool too and then i've also did uh made some spicy bread and butter pickles so that's that's been pretty cool too that was water bath canning 101 on those so yeah i've got a ton of different pickle types i'm really excited about that it's really great to use grape leaves that i got from my mom's place when i got five pounds of wild grapes the other week my own dill my own cucumbers my own peppers uh, my own onions i mean these things i have and i put them all together and uh plus with the stuff that I, the ton of pickles i or cucumbers i got at the farmer's market and put it all together and really make some great stuff so really excited to crack into those it's just i want everything to kind of marinate in the juice and the brine there for a little bit before we start cracking open jars so it's been pretty cool it's great you know, part of the equinox is harvesting, 
harvesting what's out in the field or harvesting what's in your garden and celebrating that. And I am definitely celebrating filling up the pantry with all kinds of pickled goodness and, uh, and the, and the potatoes too. So, um, yeah, it's been great and, um, pretty excited about all that. Uh, we, like I said, at the beginning, we are rolling into the end of season. Our first frost is going to come in a couple weeks. Uh, and I've got some greens I'm going to put into bed number one since I've got a wide open space there. But uh, we are looking at coming into the end. We're coming in hot. We're coming into the end of the garden season. Uh, Mr. Bell, Mr. Michael Bell down at Dallas Half Acre Farms, he was suggesting that maybe I experiment with some roll covers to try to extend my season a little bit. And uh, it's not a bad idea. So I might take bed number one. I've got some green beans growing in there, but I'll see if I can you know, get some greens going and maybe, maybe figure out a way to, you know, keep that going for a little bit longer. Cause I'd like to keep greens going in there before I get an indoor hydroponic system up and running for greens production inside the house. So yeah, that's a little garden update for you. And, uh, I've got some video that I will be posting up, um, on, uh, the YouTube channels there. And so you can see what's happening in the garden and, uh, what's been uh, how things are going. So pretty excited with everything there. Probably that one of the most powerful things we did for the, for the fall equinox. Um, and I don't know if it was planned this way or what, but at Lakewood cemetery in Minneapolis, it is a historic cemetery. It's got a beautiful chapel there. The names that were on the cemetery, the cemetery board back in the early 1900s, I mean, this is the fathers of the city. They set up the cemetery. They set up the, the chapel. They, they, they were the ones that really created this. And, and the cemetery's got some really great events during the year. And one of, this, one of these events is the, the annual lantern lighting celebration. So this was the fifth one. This is the fifth year of it. And really, it was a chance for us to celebrate some of our answers, to remember them, to celebrate them, their lives, the lessons they taught us. And this was a really, really powerful uh, ceremony. So our friends Trish, Bert, and Mason, uh, her son Mason, they invited Julie and I to attend this lantern lighting celebration. So what did we have to do? We had to show up. So we went to the Lakewood Cemetery and uh, right near our old house in St. Louis Park. It's near Lake Calhoun. They've got their own lake, private lake inside. It's called Joe Pond. But we went and we, because we registered, we got to create lanterns. And so like, um, it's like floating Chinese lanterns. There's a little tea light inside. There's four, four posts on a piece of plywood. And then you put the paper around it. And the paper you could decorate. So you could put whatever you wanted on there. And uh, so I recognized my dad and Julie recognized her mom. We printed off some pictures. We wrote sayings on the lanterns. Uh, it was just a really neat event. I mean, they had some food trucks there if you got hungry or thirsty. And they had just local music playing. It wasn't like rock music or anything like that. It was just really mellow, really chill. And uh, we created these lanterns and decorated them. And, and then as sunset, and we finished up our lanterns, uh, we walked around the edge of the the pond and they read off the names everybody who registered or everybody who was there and um and bought this lantern essentially or paid the fee you would you could submit a name of whomever you wanted and the announcer read off all the names in alphabetical order and you could float the lanterns in this private lake in joe pond and uh it was really really cool because they had a there were hundreds, hundreds of people there, and they were floating out their lanterns, lighting them up and sending them off. 
and uh, they had a bagpipe player. She was playing the pipes, and it was just really a really cool event. So you had, uh, there was a nice breeze that day, so the lanterns were all moving across the lake, and um, off in the distance, it was sunset, and, you, and to the north, there was a massive thunderstorm that was uh, just north of the cities, but we could see it, we could see the thunderheads, and you could see the lightning um, as these little lanterns were going across the lake, and, and it was almost like they're heading off to Valhalla, you know? It was just really really a great moment it was really peaceful of course you're remembering your your ancestor you're you're remembering whoever you put down on on that lantern or and uh, you know just it was really really a a touching ceremony really cool you felt sad for the person that you that you lost but they're not really gone they're part of us right all those memories and and they're part of us and um, it was just really cool to recognize them uh, in this ceremony with with the lightning and the uh, the bagpipes going. It was just really a neat, really a neat ceremony. So thank you, Trish. Thank you, Bert. Thank you, Mason, for inviting us. Man, we, we really, um, it was really powerful. And uh, it was just really an amazing thing. And I, I would do it next year just to go. And it gets you in the right mindset afterwards there were so many people leaving julie and i and and trish burton mason we went to the the chapel and it's an amazing structure uh they brought in um artisans from the vatican and they did all of this work it's beautiful building it's amazing in there and uh, i'll do a separate post on that i don't want to put that on this podcast but it'll be a post on small scale life just the pictures and some of the story of this place it's just amazing but uh it was a really great event and, um, you know, it, it was just a really good way to get, get your mind, uh, get you thinking about, um, you know, how lucky we are, how lucky we are to, to be on this earth at this particular moment. And, uh, for me, it was, uh, it was a great moment to think, you know, I get to talk to you every day or if I wanted to, if, uh, you know, once a week or every other week or whatever, however we do this podcast, I get to do this. And, um, you know, that's because my dad was there and uh, Julie's mom was there and you know they live in us and we're here and we can we can help we can help you we can talk to you we can just tell you what's on our mind and what we're doing and hopefully inspire you to try some of these things you know um and so I I walked away inspired I um it was good to to uh (laughs) it was really fitting actually it was good to to go and do that because my dad, uh, I'll have to tell you the story. My dad is, um, you know, they have their place up north, and, and my dad was out cooking dinner one night on the grill, and there was a thunderstorm rolling in, and uh, and it actually hit the side of our house. My mom was on the phone. The phone caught on fire. My dad was standing outside by the grill, and the, and the electric shock actually threw him like 10 feet or 15 feet knocked him out for a little bit but he was actually hit by lightning outside at their lake home and uh and here you know on his lantern i had this big lightning this arrow and and so they called him lightning you know after this event uh so i had this big lightning bolt on his lantern and here off in the distance is this massive thunderstorm with these lightning the flashes of lightning going so it was just it really tied it in all together and and there's no such things as coincidences out there right 
So it was all meant to be. It was supposed to be that way. And, um, and it was really cool. I really appreciate that opportunity to witness that and to be a participant in it. And, uh, and I can't wait to do it next year. So hopefully you did something cool like that. I mean, look for those opportunities. These, these, you never know. You just got to look around and, um, it's a good way to just change your mindset a little bit, right? And change the way you're thinking about things. And, uh, also remember, you know, why you're here and what you're doing and who got you here. So awesome. It was really good. So last night for, for the actual Equinox, um, I had actually made a mistake. I'll admit it. Uh, I had smoked a bunch of chicken, not this weekend, but the weekend before, and it was really good. (laughs) So I smoked a bunch of chicken. And so I had all this chicken there and we ate it on Monday because I thought that was Equinox, but no, yesterday was Equinox. So we ate it a week early. Uh, So instead we had a really great dinner. Danny and Sav came back from Dallas and uh, we wanted to celebrate the successful run we wanted to just enjoy the time with them so we made a great steak and broccoli dinner uh jules steamed the broccoli i made the steak on the grill and uh, we also had salad and some garlic bread it was just really delicious we call that the Dahmer special Uh, usually it's potato uh, it's usually potato steak uh, garlic bread and salad, Caesar salad. So um, we, the only difference was we had broccoli, not potatoes. But it was really good, and uh, it was just nice to catch up with Danny and Sav, especially after that race, and what an accomplishment, you know. And it was just a really great way to kick off the week and and uh, spend time with each other. Yeah, what I didn't tell you uh, was I was also running around with um, the Operation Lifesaver mascot, so I was at the Viking pregame show, and so it was kind of funny. You got the Raiders and the Vikings there, so I was doing that and there's just you know i was doing that on monday too saw a lot of old friends that i i've known for many years and i was just it's been a great couple days you just you gotta love it you know life is good enjoy the moment right and uh you know i know some folks out there say that it's uh this is the happy half hour and uh i i own that man i am a positive guy i'm not afraid of it i'm not ashamed of it you know um, like I said, life is good. It really is. And we need to make it that way. And even though life gets hard and complicated and Murphy comes knocking sometimes, there is always a positive. There's always some silver lining in a gray, in the gray clouds. And uh, I'm not afraid to be positive because I'm hoping to inspire you, you know. And, uh, and some people, they just aren't that way. And, uh, you know, it's fine. It's all good. This is the way I am. And we're going to be positive on this show. And, and we're going to continue to do what we do. And that is continue to learn. We're going to continue to grow, do and we're going to continue to grow. And we're going to be better every day because we are moving on to being our best selves. Our best, be the best you that you can be. And, um, you know, if I can inspire you and, and help you along the way, I'm certainly going to do that. So um, I hope you have a great week. I'm going to be back on Thursday. I've got another podcast that's, uh, ready to go. I've got some interviews I'm working on. We've got some really good stuff coming up, including that toughest mutter race. I think that'll really get your, get your imagination going and really inspire you. I mean, man, I'm inspired. The pictures that I saw, we, Julie and I are usually part of the road crew and we were usually there. We weren't this time. So everything was over the wire. Um, we were getting updates from Savannah, but man, looking at these pictures it's like holy moses how do these guys do that i don't know and um i just don't have that i i don't want to do that i want to do other things (laughs) 
but it's amazing they do. So I uh, can't wait to bring that to you. Uh, Michael Bell is going to be back on the show to talk about Dallas Half Acre Farms and all the stuff happening down there. So lots of Dallas stuff going on, right? Uh, and also trying to line up a couple other interviews that are really interesting. Um, and uh, I'll let you know about those when I land them. So I hope you're having a great week. Um, you know, it's all, September's almost over. So if you got stuff out in the garden, make sure you bring it in and harvest it. If you need to know how to can, I'm going to put some resources up for you, okay? Some books that I use. You can do this. You, it is not a mystery, it's not Mystery Science 2000. You can do this stuff. Uh, if I can do it, you can certainly do it. And I was self-taught. There's ways to do this where you can teach yourself or you can get some a mentor to help you. So I'm going to list some resources for canning, okay, some books that I use and love. And then I'm also going to provide an affiliate link for you for Sharon Peterson's Simply Canning Academy. Now, yes, we do get a percentage of the sale no cost to you. I'm doing the advertisement, right? On my platform. I'm telling you this. But this is good stuff. I'm a member there. I watch the videos. You are right there with Sharon. She's showing you exactly what to do, how to do it. She's got some really good ideas. Like for making pickles, instead of having this big pot of brine, you know, of, of water and salt, or maybe water, salt, and sugar, or maybe water, salt, sugar, and mustard seeds, and celery salt for a uh, bread and butter picker, you know, whatever it is, she's using a, um, a teapot. A teapot, right? Makes sense. You can pick it up and pour it into the jar, and there's no mess, no nothing. It's just zoop, done smart you know for small batch that's really smart so um some really good ideas again no cost to you this is uh no additional cost to you you can check out the pricing uh you can buy courses or a series of courses or whatever you want to do uh but i would highly recommend it again canning is a great way to go dehydrating is a great way to go for herbs there's just a lot you can do so uh preserve the harvest and if you do not garden but you want to have really good food, like like cucumbers and tomatoes and that kind of stuff, but you don't have a garden, you can go to the farmer's market and you can preserve this stuff. Or you can go to the store when fruit is in season or these things are in season and you can buy it from the store, buy it from the farmer's market, bring it home and make this in small batches and then fill up your pantry that way. It's like a savings account, right? We've been talking a lot about financial freedom and all this good stuff. It's like a savings account. You have made a deposit into your savings account, into your pantry. So if things don't go right at your job or something happens, economic downturn, you get laid off, you can live. You can survive. You're going to be have some, you're going to be able to eat something good. Or if everything's going great, you know exactly how this was prepared, right? It doesn't have all the weird high fructose fructose corn syrup in it or preservatives or whatever it's just salt and water right so there's a lot of benefits to doing it this way and um, i'll have some resources for you on the resources page and i'll maybe i'll make up a post here and have some links and definitely in show notes i'll have links so lots of links at smallscalelife.com if you haven't been to smallscalelife.com you really should so head on over there uh, check out this post on this article and also our resources tab. You can get to Sharon Peterson's course. You can see these books that I'm talking about. And again, learn how to do this stuff. And you'll be a lot richer, a lot better for it. That's why I got into blogging in the first place. I wanted to document this stuff 
to and podcasting. I wanted to document these weird, crazy experiments. I'm out there at one in the morning. You don't have to do it this way, but back in the old days, I was out there at one in the morning with steam billowing up over my head. The kids thought I was like making meth or something. No, I'm just, I'm just canning dilly beans. <laughs> so yeah, you could be the wild, crazy shaman in your neighborhood, just like me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is Tom from Small Scale Life. I am glad you're here today. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to go to smallscalelife.com for the show notes. Feel free to subscribe to our newsletter. If you want the free budget bundle, go sign up there. You'll get an email with all those downloads. Go to the resources page. Check that out. We got stuff for you there. So, um, again, it is our flagship. That's why we do this. Uh, We're hoping to bring you not only inspiration, teach you some skills, get you excited to do these things, and then grow. Grow your skills. Grow some food. Grow your family, grow your relationships, build your community. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to go. been blabbing enough. So I hope you have a great day, great week, and we'll catch you real soon. This is Tom from Small Scale Life, and uh, take care, everybody. See you real soon. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hope you're having a good day. It's been a while since I've been on the Small Scale Life podcast to be talking. Oh, my my machine is talking to me right now. I'm going to have to do this and get this this little beeper to stop beeping at me. But uh, instead of eating chicken and rice, you can eat all kinds of vegetables from your farmer's garden, uh, your farmer's market. Make sure you go get the freshest fruit, the freshest vegetables, and the freshest uh, herbs. So do that today. You can add it to your chicken. You can add it to your rice. It'll be very delicious. So make sure you do that. All right. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am here to pump you up. And I will be talking to you real soon. All right, everybody. Goodbye.